Okay, I stopped paying attention in class. I was thinking about the adventures of Ash, about the misfortune of sitting kids at Crystal Lake. Became addicted straight away with the initial tape. God bless Betamax. VHS, holy like Amanda Kruger. I was introduced to genre flicks by Toby Hooper. I started craving more just like Larry the Looter. I collected VHS without commentary or bloopers. Store computers, magazines, a bunch of stores. Spent my money on movies and begged my mom for more. I'd watch the boys kill those astro bastards five times a day or even more. I loved the gore. Lionel and Paquita combined their lonely hearts. I was hellbound, Cenobites tore my soul apart. I've seen them all, from Dracula to Vertigo. Listen up, welcome to the horror show with Sean and Joe. Hello everybody and welcome to the horror show. Show dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Oh, he's back. He's back. I'm back. I'm back. How is uh, baby uh, Logan? Little Wolverine. He's doing well. Wolverine. Doing well. Doesn't fucking sleep. Neither does his sister. So that's cool. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, so I had asked super, you. Super. <laughs> I had asked you whether, like, how the science of having two children works and whether a baby wakes up the other one or like I figured like maybe babies just had a thing where they would just not wake up to the sound of another baby. Cause yeah, like, that was, that was what we both, that was what we both concluded because like, why would anyone just have two <laughs> ever, you know? So we're like, no, no, they must just like sleep. It's not true. It's like the seventh circle of hell. <laughs> That's so crazy to me. Like, I, I really was like, it's probably one of those just like scientific miracles. Like that kids just, <laughs> do, that kids just ignore the other kid. That's, crying and won't wake up won't wake him up but unfortunately dude, i guess dude, not logan is is pretty like chill so he doesn't like scream or anything but he's still on like the feeding schedule you know when they first come oh yeah yeah every three hours so every three hours he'll start to get fussy but he's he's really really quiet and shay will be sleeping and logan will be like meh and then all of a sudden shay's up and like what the fuck like how did you even they're not in the same room they're across the house are you kidding me <laughs> That's so funny. They're fucking connected. Well, I treated you to a a, a pleasant gift for coming back. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for coming to watch the happening. To, I I gave I gave you the gift of the happening. Um. Now, so before, so last week, I actually didn't even look anything up on the happening. But last week, uh, Rachel was on, and we talked about disturbing behavior. Have you ever seen that? Uh, I believe because it was like two thousand one ish. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I think I saw it when it when it first came out. Yeah. Well. Oh wait. Ninety eight. Ninety eight is when it came out. Oh okay. But um. Yeah. So I'd never even fucking heard of that movie ever in my life. In my life. I don't know how. <laughs> um. But I I just had never heard of it and. Uh, I thought that that was one of the uh, I thought that was the worst movie we we've ever co- watched for the show. And, and that wow. was like a major motion picture release because, you know, like when it, when there are that much money behind it and it's that bad, it's it makes it so much worse. <laughs> I agree. And I like we're going with this because uh, this is like the textbook case of how can something be like have so much money so much studio put behind it 
and like fail on every fucking aspect. It's insane. It's fucking insane. I don't understand. And it's crazy that we've done two in a row now where these movies. I, I almost want you to watch um, the, the disturbing behavior after this and just so we could talk about it later because <clears throat> it's it's so fucking weird to have these releases that were just it's as if I, I don't even know. So I think on this show I mentioned that I liked the happening. <laughs> oh, oh, don't worry. I was planning on bringing that up fully. <laughs> uh, I you told me. Like that. I, I think I think I think you smugly even told me that it was a guilty pleasure and that people need to relax, including myself, and that it was just like a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh I take that all back and I apologize to anyone that I offended with that comment because um this is this is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I can't, I honestly can't believe I can't I can't believe it. Now, the time period was 2008, right? This was 2008. Yeah, 2008. It was 2008. Yep. So, that is like at the height of um when I was just like a disaster and, and I, I, I was like high basically every day. Um, now Mike Amato, our friend Mike Amato commented on my letterbox review saying that that's no excuse for, for, for having ever, for having ever liked it. You know, he's right. He's, he's, he's 100% right. Because, because if I was stoned while watching this, I think I would like it even less somehow. Joe, I don't, but like, fucking, oh. Harshing my vibes. When I would get that, when I I would get that high, like the way I used to, like nothing really, like I don't remember anything. (laughs) Like it's almost like I remember like a scene max (laughs) in it. Like I don't, I'm not actually watching it. My vision's just. Well, well, I I would be curious to know what scene stuck out to you to make you think that it might be good. Okay. Okay, so I think the <laughs> I have one scene that I liked. <laughs> oh, lay it on me. It's just the very beginning, I, dude. Please, please tell me it's the fucking construction workers. <laughs> it is. No, it's not. Stop. All of them, all of them, jumping off the building at once. That's one of the. <laughs> that can't you. You have to be fucking with me. God, that's one of the most stupid things I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god, I'm fucking crying. Oh my god, I'm crying so hard. I don't think I've ever laughed that hard on the show. <laughs> I can't believe Dude, that, that that one shot of all of them throwing themselves off at once and that fucking fat, disgusting Guido's face being like, oh. <laughs> oh my god, it's uh I thought it was kind of creepy. <laughs> Stop, dude! Dude, I I laughed so hard at that fucking scene. I think I rewound it three times. <laughs> oh god! Although I I have to say, like M Knight's um the way the, the way he like he's from Philly, I think, right? Um, well, I mean that would make sense because that's where this takes place. I don't yeah. know where he's from. Yeah, and so was the um. <clears throat> Uh, Penn Valley, Penn Valley, wherever the fuck that is. <laughs> so it's got to be somewhere in there, right? Yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh yeah, hometown Philadelphia. 
Um, so yeah, right. yeah, so M Knight's from Philly, and uh, <laughs> so you know, I mean, we live in this area. Anyone in the vicinity of New York City, you know, like <laughs> you should be able to film like the not stereotypical New York construction worker. <laughs> <laughs> And yet here they are. Here they are. Oh my god. I mean, listen, that guy's acting <laughs> didn't didn't help the scene. But the idea of those people just like jump, jumping off the roof. I thought was I thought, Dude, not to mention not to mention that guy is able to identify bodies faster than anybody in the world. Like you see a body splatter like, like it's considerably far away from where he's standing. He's like, oh, God, that's Billy. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, Mackenzie. <laughs> and then another body falls like 20 feet away. And he's like, Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he filmed it as him just naming all the people that were throwing themselves off the building at the same time. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I, I do want to say I've been gone for over a month, right? And I, I just want to point out, don't think I've forgotten to all you assholes that have sent messages telling us to do Bird Box because it was like the happening, but not as fucking good. Oh, oh, thank God you brought that up because I've, I've brought up that I've brought up Bird Box on a couple of these like disturbing behavior where where it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And for people to be like to call Bird Box like the worst movie ever, like you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Listen, listen, listen. I do not give a flying fuck if you don't like Bird Box. No, that's no, I don't. Fine. You, 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 could, you could pick apart any movie. That's fine. There's no way, <laughs> no way you could tell me anything is like the happening but worse. <laughs> There's just no fucking way. You're, not, you're honestly, you're fucking insane. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, you're just being an asshole, I think. Like, you can't look at the... You are. <laughs> The, the acting in this worse. The, <laughs> there's no there. There's been no point in time where anybody considered the happening better than anything. It's like not not even in an ironic sense. You just can't even. You can never make that claim at any point in time. Oh fuck! It's it's really fucking bad. I mean, and the acting from the jump is some of the worst I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> some of the worst ever from people like I'm not a Mark Wahlberg fan whatsoever. But there are movies like Boogie Night, uh, Fighter. He's he's fine. Like, yeah, th- he's not this bad in other movies. John Leguizamo. I mean, nobody's. He's not winning any Oscars, but he's never been like so like obnoxiously terrible delivering it's, lines. And and I don't. I just there's like a science behind this. Like what what goes wrong to make people not be able to talk? Zoe Deschanel. Like I thought, even my wife thought her character might have something wrong with her. And I'm like, no, I, I think that's just her. Like how she's delivering her lines. That is exactly what I was going to say. Like I, I don't even like her that much, but she's she's a competent performer. She she does many things. And for some reason, it was like they all just got like hit in the head with a frying pan. That's the best way to describe it. Because, yeah, they're all delivering in a stupor. Mark Wahlberg looks so confused at every time somebody's talking to him. Like It looks like somebody drew on eyebrows, so they're, like, permanently raised. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and why does he talk like that? I could not figure anything out about this. I I do- <laughs> he talks so fucking stupid. I've never seen it. And uh, so <laughs> let's get into the movie. They, they We open up with people also talking. Oh, oh, can, can I just interrupt one second? I read a quote by Mark and he's like, 
nobody can fault me for taking this role because at least I wasn't playing a copper, uh, uh, a bad guy. I was playing a science teacher. Like, that fucking means anything. How do you play a science teacher? Except, except once in a while you say sciencey things. It's not a fucking role. Are you kidding me? Also, also why were why were him and John Leguizamo two of the most like brilliant people teaching like middle school middle school teachers in the public system Dude, of New they, York City? They, they are high school teachers. And uh, can you imagine if this was happening in real world and you were going to your high school teacher be like, figure this out? There's nobody has that much faith in a fucking high school science teacher. I would I would honestly kill them for food for. <laughs> <laughs> and John Leguizamo can do like math and stat stats like with like Rain Man style, like without even thinking. Right. Like he's like, uh, let me just uh, let me just add this in my head. Uh, we have a sixty five percent chance of survival. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. John Leguizamo's oh, <laughs> John Leguizamo's teeth are fucking atrocious in this movie and for some reason every time he's on the screen uh, M. Night Shyamalan makes it the center of the shot and it's like zoomed in it's like it's fucking nauseating there's one scene where he gives his daughter to Mark Wahlberg and the camera is literally just focused it's the top of the screen is his eyebrows and the bottom of the screen is his lower lip <laughs> that's exactly the scene that I had in my mind when I was saying that. It's it's when he's like, I gotta go find my wife. And it's just focused on that for just so long. It's like, holy shit. It's the longest hold on the just some guy's fucking mouth. Oh man. They they needed to color correct that. It was bad. It was fucking bad. Uh, uh, and I've seen that in movies before and I just never understood it. Like <clears throat> Like just get some white strips or something. I don't. I don't know. Like even if I were the director, I'd be like, I'm gonna pay for you to just go get your teeth whitened real quick. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking up my white balance right now. Like, <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable. Uh, so we we open up and uh, there's these two girls in a park, <laughs> and and this is where the acting starts. And I was like, immediately I was like, oh no, this is like way worse than I. <laughs> Than I ever, than I ever even remembered, and it's just the opening line. I can't stop laughing at going back upstairs and being like, "Well, I'm done, Tina. Now let's watch uh, disturbing behavior." Just, just because you want me to be miserable and watch it. Oh, totally gonna, yeah, do not. I'm totally going to do that for you. Do not do. That. No, I'm 100 going to do that. Actually, she's probably going to love it because it's like that's like her wheelhouse. 1998, like it's Kate. No, 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 no. No, uh, that's that's past that's past for prime. If oh. it was eighty eight. Forget about it. Fucking forget about it, dude. Since since Logan was born, we've only been watching movies from nineteen eighty three because she just like she chose that year randomly. It was like let's watch movies from eighty three. So uh, it's it's rough. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> eighty three. All right. So we were talking about. Uh, sorry if this. If there's a breakup here, we had an interruption. Um, so there's these women at the park. There's two men, women at the park we open up with. Uh, and she says, uh, that's weird. Those people look like they're clawing at themselves. Is that blood? Is that blood? <laughs> and it's it's the most, um, ah, man, how would you, I don't even know how you'd, ex- it's like, a, it's like pantomiming. It's. Right. It's unnecessary because the viewers also have eyes, so they could have just seen them doing that. And of all the things they show, there's for some reason they choose not to show that. They just show people not doing anything. 
Sean, I, I was going to say this too. Have you ever seen a movie with a higher body count in such little time? Will also not show anything and be like just as boring as any other movie. Uh, no, 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 not at all. And <laughs> it's a little bit infuriating, but not as infuriating as um. Well, I'll get to it because it was a point that I had made to you earlier. <laughs> it made you very upset. Uh, so we see that um. People start walking backwards in this park. Uh, including her buddy Claire, who just pulls a chopstick out of her hair and stabs herself in the neck. Uh, and that's how the movie opens. So you're kind of, well, actually, the movie opened with a 45 minute uh credit sequence with clouds in the background, <laughs> and then this. <laughs> so, what park, what park are they in to start? I think it's supposed to be Central Park. Oh, no, it's not supposed to be, it is Central Park. Which is there any other parks or trees around? That area, once you leave Central Park. <laughs> that's, that was that was the part that's more infuriating. No, there's not. So for this whole... Th- I, so, I mean, okay. I mean, we, we I, I always want to be like, whoa, we're, we're going to spoil it. But, like, you know what this fucking movie's about. The, the movie, the plants, uh, I guess, start talking to each other and decide that it's time to start killing humans because we're, we're destroying Earth. And... For some reason, this starts in New York City where there's approximately three fucking trees in the, in the entire fucking island. There's nothing out there. Even as, a, as, a, as, a, as somebody that's writing the movie, which would be M. Night, I believe he wrote this. And if, if you're writing, why wouldn't you just choose like a real forest to start it? That's the, the the New York City pollution would destroy those toxins. Like this, <laughs> that, this whatever you want to call it, the neurotoxins would have it wouldn't have a chance. There's way chance. worse shit. There's way worse shit in the air. This, this is like if you did the Planet of the Apes reboot, but it started in a zoo with only one monkey, like <laughs> like the Beardsley Zoo. There's like a chimp there. And there's not even a chimp. It's like a spider monkey. And it's like, yeah. oh, the monkey this uprising started in the fucking Beardsley Zoo in Connecticut with approximately one monkey <laughs> that just happened to get the word out far far enough. Fuck. And it's an island. It's a fucking island. <laughs> oh my god, it's uh, fucking ass. It took... It took <laughs> It took the ferry, Sean. <laughs> then we get the construction worker scene, which I, I thought was okay. <laughs> we don't have to rehash that. And then we meet finally meet um, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, uh, God, and he's he, he's he's just the worst actor. I, he had to have slept with people to get this work, I believe. Well. Was it, is this pre book? No, this is after Boogie Nights, way after Boogie Nights. Yeah, Boogie Nights was 98. So, or 97, one of those. So, <laughs> I just can't figure out what he's doing in this. <laughs> what anyone's doing. Is it possible that M. Night was like, act, act like you've never acted before? No, that's giving him way too much credit. That's giving all of them too much credit. Because that would, that would mean they were acting well. <laughs> Well, he's a teacher and he's talking about bees and it, it's just like the worst scene ever. And he's just like, hey, man, like, what do you think happened to the bees? It, it, it's it, his voice. 
his voice is like nailed on a chalkboard. You know what my favorite thing about M Night's writing of the script is is that he thinks people like like people in the world just stop what they're doing and explain things to everyone. Like, (laughs) for instance. All those people first it starts with like the principal explaining everything to the teachers. And then we'll have like train conductors just huddling around and explaining things to, to like passengers, which would never happen the way that they're explaining it. Oh. And then we have army, like like people from the army with like higher knowledge of what's going on, just huddling around passerbys and explaining everything that's happening to them. <laughs> that's a really and good like, doesn't point. know how to tell a story. That's a really good point. Like I noticed that with the train conductors, especially because they're, they're, they they end up taking a train and Mark Wahlberg gets up and they're huddled together and Mark Wahlberg just goes up and is basically like, hey, what's going on? And the train conductors are like, none of your business, but nobody's alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's exactly right. Well, th- first of all, that that what you just said was more like life than Wahlberg had in his entire delivery, this entire movie. But that's pretty much what he says. He's like, Hey guys, what's going on? And they're all huddled around and they're like, uh, nothing. We lost contact. And Mark's like, Oh, come on, man. With who? Which they wouldn't like, that's none of your fucking business. Like that's, you're not a conductor. So why would he tell you that? But then the guy turns around and he's like, with everyone. What does that mean? Can you imagine if a train conductor told you that? What the fuck are you talking about? Everyone. Fucking call someone then. Jesus. Especially because everyone else seems to be able to call people like constantly, <laughs> constantly throughout the movie. Fucking Zoe Deschanel's taking calls from this guy that she went out to dinner her, with. Her booty call. The entire <laughs> fucking that- movie. <laughs> Everyone's like, I can't get a hold of anybody. That <laughs> subplot is so fucking stupid. I don't even understand it. I don't even under fucking. It's fucking abysmal. It, it appears she is correct. They they went and like had dessert once. After yeah. work, yes, this is true. She she does. I, I don't I don't see a problem with that. And Mark Wahlberg's like, oh come on, man, dude. dude yeah, so yeah, so yeah, <laughs> so um, yeah, so like you said, so the principal huddles all the teachers. To, the teachers are like the most ominous thing ever. Like the principal walks in and is like, we have to talk, like in front of the kids, like. Not just like, oh, hey, why don't you come with me? Whatever your name is. Uh, they huddle together where Ferris Bueller, that guy, what's his name? Uh, Alan Ruck. Yeah. He's That's the, the actor's pr- name. Uh, he's Cameron. the principal, Cameron. which I think was like, I bet you M. Night had a big laugh at. Um, The guy from Bueller being the principal now. <laughs> and he's like, he explains that as they, they believe a terrorist attack has hit Central Park. Uh, people become disoriented and confused, but that's all we know for now. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> the shit he said, like he can't just act with his face. Like, you know, there's actors that obviously just make a face and you can tell what's <laughs> happening. Like in this scene, he could just make a face like, oh, that's weird. You know what I mean? It's not a hard face to make. And instead he out loud goes Central Park. That's odd. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Like, what? what? Dude, what? And all, all the teachers gather around and just leave the students un like att- accounted for. Dude, they're like, all right, everyone, just leave. <laughs> I mean, we we were in high school during nine eleven. Like, the, like M Night Shyamalan is well old enough to know how things like happened during that time. It, it imagine if there was a terrorist attack like going on and. 
people were like, all right, uh, you kids are free to go. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah just, just go. Just leave now. Just go. <laughs> just go out into the war zone. That is that is our our state. Like, uh, go go enjoy. <laughs> go enjoy your day off. Uh, it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, man. And then Mark Wahlberg's about to stop these two kids. And I don't even understand why. But he's like, hey, guys. <laughs> and they turn around and he's like, ah, oh, nothing. <laughs> I don't know why that sticks out to me. It's just such an obscene. It's just so fucking ridiculous. Like it was like a love scene. It was so weird. And the kids are like, uh, "All right, see." <laughs> and I think those end up being the kids that he somehow regroups with. Maybe. Oh, at the end, was it? I don't. I don't know, man. Those kids seem to know who he. I don't know who. Who the fuck knows? I honestly have no idea what happened in this movie. Um. We then meet John Leguizamo, who's Mark's best friend, and we we learn there's issues between Mark and his wife. And all of a sudden, John Leguizamo's like, hey, man, just so you know, I walked in on her on her wedding day, and she was fucking crying. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark's like, oh, man, another story about a wedding day? I was like, what the fuck is happening? This is so fucking weird. <laughs> oh man and so he goes home and uh the news is explaining the attacks and how it's making people kill themselves uh they, they decide to get on the train um and, and the acting in in this moment where they're at the train station and everyone's trying to escape new york city is probably the worst the worst acting condensed in the movie <laughs> It's John Leguizamo, Zoe Deschanel, and Mark Wahlberg all standing there um, talking. And it's as if they put like three strangers in a room and then they were like, just read these, <laughs> read these note cards. It, it is, dude, I, the delivery is so robotic. There's no chemistry between any of them. It's so fucking weird. It's so fucking weird. Um, and after that, we get one of the, uh, I guess I'll call it, I guess I'll call it an iconic scene, <laughs> which is, <laughs> which is, um, a cop getting out of his car in New York city or is it in Philadelphia? It's in Philadelphia. Cause they're like, Oh, I wonder if Philadelphia is affected. Cut to Philadelphia. There's a Philadelphia cop <laughs> that shoots himself. Uh, and then we see a guy, a woman behind him just robotically walk pick up the gun and shoot herself and then you know we see this cycle of people picking up a gun and killing themselves so, <laughs> so many bullets in that one gun <laughs> there's like a 10, 10 million bullets um uh jo that's the, and then we learn about joey and he does that again at the end of the movie no no yeah, yeah. yes yes <laughs> uh zoe zoe deschanel then reveals uh this guy, Joey, that's been calling, blown up her phone constantly, um, is this guy that she went on a date with uh, while dating Mark Wahlberg. Uh, and I wouldn't even call it a date. It doesn't even appear to be a date. She, she's like, we went out to dessert once. That's it. And, I to and she's like, I told you that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't. I, there's nothing I could think. 
I'd ever care less about. Yeah, and then it turns out like, that he's not I'm even going call- to get dessert. Yeah, he's not even calling her to be a creep because he's he's actually warning her about what's going on. He's like trying to warn her. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh my god!" So then that's the last time she talks to Joey. So Joey wasn't even being a fucking lunatic. I don't, th- <laughs> I don't think. Um, no, but <laughs> being a nice person. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> that's amazing um and uh yeah and then later she'll reveal this to mark Wahlberg, and mark Wahlberg's like are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> and she's straight up like she's like listen one night i told no you i was at the, she's like i told you i stayed at the gym late but i didn't i actually left the gym and got dessert with this guy and he's like what <laughs> You lied to me. It was the fucking. <laughs> it was so fucking ridiculous. And not not to mention, they're in the middle of like the apocalypse. For all they know, <laughs> like, life as you know it is ending. If if Tina told me that, I'd be like, are, are you fucking kidding me? This is what you're telling me right now. Like we have way bigger fish to fry. Yeah, like that is. I don't even give a fuck. A, I wouldn't have given a fuck even if I had nothing going on. But right now, no, you wouldn't. Right now, we're running for our lives. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dessert with Joey. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh man, but that that actually will cue one of my favorite scenes later. <laughs> also, this Joey yeah. storyline. This Joey storyline really. It really means nothing. Like it would have meant more if she had an affair with this guy Joey, and then at the end, like her and Mark Wahlberg get together, and it's all hunky dory. But instead, it's not even a thing. <laughs> so, so them getting together at the end isn't even like a oh yeah they did it they got through their they got through their shit. <laughs> it's just like oh they're still married. <laughs> they're, they're nothing. Yeah, not changed. to mention they were they, they were never not married. There's like there, there was no story there. Right. Yeah. There is no story. Like Mark. Mark. When Mark tells John Leguizamo, he's like, "Yeah, we just been fighting lately, or not even fighting." He's like, "We like there's no communication." <laughs> well, we we find out another strike has hit another park. That's what Joey was calling about. And Mark Wahlberg goes, "Another park." <laughs> <laughs> Like, have you, like, if if the reveal was going to be that the trees were attacking, they did such a bad job pretending that it wasn't that for, for like, five minutes. They didn't spend five this minutes. This is the error. This is the era of M. Night movies where twists happened at the end that I did not know were twists because I just, I just, like, assumed. Like, like in the village, the twist was it did not take place during modern day. I was like, yeah, there was never one point in my time and during I was watching it that I didn't think that. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) This one's the best. Literally, Mark Wahlberg is verbally (laughs) putting together the pieces from the moment the thing happens. He's like, you know, the the moment it happens in Central Central Park. The the fucking trees. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well the train stops because they lost contact like we discussed um and they go to this diner and everyone's just watching these like fucked up gruesome videos um like this guy getting his limbs ripped off <laughs> by a lion <laughs> <laughs> dude you've seen the naked gun right yeah yeah <laughs> you know the, they remind me when the lion runs into the baseball field it was just as suspenseful as that scene <laughs> 
<laughs> the, the thing that cracks me up too. So, I mean, none of this really makes sense. Not, nothing really makes sense, but there's no rules to these um, toxins, <laughs> like how they fucking work or who gets affected by them. It makes no sense. But you'd think like that, that is such an elaborate suicide. like i don't think tree toxins would like make you go play with lions like i think if anything if you were going to do it it would make you like punch a lion in the face right not not just hope that one attacks he's luring them by like shaking his arm at him like are you hungry are you hungry (laughs) right and that's that's also to go back to bird box like at least bird box had the wherewithal to be like oh if you look outside like yeah. that will affect you. Yeah, that, that, that's how you'll turn. This is just fucking chaos. This is chaos, and I mean, there's <laughs> there's moments where they're out, they're out getting air, like they're out in the oxygen, and they're they're looking at dead people, yeah. and, they're, and they're like, oh, that's God. like the entire second half of the movie. Mark Wahlberg should have been affected, without a doubt, without a doubt, without a doubt. Meanwhile, John Leguizamo John- Leguizamo turns because there's like a hairline sliver. In the car roof. <laughs> it's literally a fucking, a, the tiniest slit. And he looks at it and it's the most dramatic scene in the movie. Dude, dude, dude. He, before that, he's taking the time to cover up vents and stuff. Yeah. He could have easily <laughs> done something to that sliver in the time that he's staring at it before the time that he turns. He's just, that He stares at it for like a good Two minutes oh. of our time, like like of real time. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, at the diner, the power goes out, and of course, the mob mentality thing happens, which it's just it's just done really badly. So everyone's like, "Hey, we gotta drive out of here. We gotta go ninety miles away." <laughs> so everyone runs out to their cars, like it's a mad, 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 mad world. And they all load up into their fucking cars and drive away. And uh, except Mark Wahlberg, who's like, hey, anyone want to give us a ride? (laughs) (laughs) He's doing his. Honestly, I thought Zoe Deschanel, like to to amp up like their their terrible relationship was going to be like, hey, could you try a little fucking harder to get us a fucking ride? (laughs) Because Mark's literally going up to windows being like, hey, got any room? No. All right. See you later. (laughs) And then, but really, Zoe's like, God, people are such jerks. (laughs) Your life is in imminent danger. (laughs) Well, John, you should be trying to steal cars at this point. Dude, you would fucking throw somebody out of their fucking car. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And uh, so Leguizamo's acting weird because he can't get a hold of his wife anymore. Um, But so... (laughs) <laughs> two cars pull up one with a botanist in it <laughs> who's asking them to take them to a greenhouse and then john Leguizamo's like i <laughs> john Leguizamo, <laughs> john Leguizamo's with his daughter <laughs> and he, for some reason he's like i need to go with these other people to try and find her <laughs> take my daughter <laughs> be safe <laughs> That, which is like honestly the last thing any reasonable human. I get it. You love your wife. You want to go save her. You're with your fucking daughter. 
keep the kid. And look at the way Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel talk. Would you ever leave your kids in the care of these never, two people? Never, never. And and look at the way that botanist looks. <laughs> yeah, that botanist. The botanist is played by uh, Frank. Uh, Frank Collison, who's been in fucking everything, like literally everything. everything. Yeah, absolutely everything. Um, Looks like a full blown psychopath. <laughs> yeah, at all times. There's never also, been a show. Also, he's another guy. He's another guy who, as you said, he's been in everything. And I've never been like, wow, this guy can't act until he came on screen in this. movie. He delivers some of the worst lines out of anybody in this movie. <laughs> Everyone was just vibing off of each other. Like, what do you think? What do you think? Do you think there's a behind the scenes featurette on this? I, I, I need to see people on set. Like, because I feel like in my head, people should be walking around with their heads hanging. <laughs> like, what, what have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> but I, I want to see video because if they're like all happy go lucky behind the scenes, I'll lose my mind. Oh, there are behind the I scenes. I just, I, like, we said at the beginning, there's something that just goes, I, it's like an unspoken thing, like, like a phenomenon that just affects <laughs> movies like this. Because there's no reason that any of these guys, it's just, it's unacceptable. I just don't, I, I really don't understand. Because there's people that are worse actors that have been in big movies that deliver great lines. Like, where, where's the Hollywood magic disappear in this one? This guy was in The Blob. Alienation, Wild at Heart, The Lost Boys, Scout. He's been in fucking everything and around some of the biggest fucking stars <laughs> of all time. Oh, uh, did you see this year, this year of 2019, uh, Shyamalan claimed that this was a, like a tongue-in-cheek comedy? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, the, like the blob? Uh, no, I did not see that. But, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> There are com- it's not. Don't even don't even try it. It's not. He was one hundred percent serious until he saw all the reaction. He's like, oh no, I was just joking around. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Alright, fair enough. Fair 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 enough. I'm just gonna say there are definitely jokes in this. They're not good, but there's definitely humor in it. Like what? Name one. Name one intentional scene of humor that you felt he wrote on purpose. Well, like, I think the Mark Wahlberg scene, which, by the way, it's probably one of one of my least favorite scenes in the movie, too. Which, <laughs> So that's that's telling you how, the level of humor. But when Mark Wahlberg tells the story of the pharmacist. <laughs> I I guess. I guess, but just because so a character tells a fucking joke or a funny story does not mean that he wrote this thinking it was a tongue-in-cheek like uh, comedy that people didn't understand. No, no, that's that's a, that's true. <laughs> well, John Leguizamo gives his kid up to these fucking wackadoos, <laughs> and he. And, but before he before before he entrusts these weirdos with his kid. He makes sure to let Zoe Deschanel, probably the the most normal of them all, hey, don't take my daughter's hand unless you mean it. <laughs> <laughs> You're letting her go in a car with this fucking lunatic botanist who's like, I'm going to take you to my greenhouse. <laughs> Worst idea I've ever heard. Regard- <laughs> Even if you don't know it's the trees, why? Why are we going to your greenhouse? <laughs> 
Uh, but they do anyway. Um, and hey, guess what? The fucking botanist <laughs> spoils the fucking reveal here because he just straight up is like, hey, I think it's the plants. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like, hey, you guys want a hot dog? And for some reason, Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel treat hot dogs as if the world is fucking ending. Just eat whatever's out there. They make they make faces like like the guy asked him if he wants to eat their cats. Like like they're like, I, I will I will def- <laughs> I'll defend them, Sean, because if that guy offered you a hot okay. dog, would okay. you I would I don't care if everyone around me was killing themselves. Would you eat that guy's hot dog? No, okay, you're fucking right. <laughs> no, you would you would not. I would never <laughs> I'd rather just I'd rather be left with the trees. You're totally fucking right. Especially the way he starts like <laughs> fucking <laughs> passionately describing hot dogs. He's like, they're a fun shape. <laughs> they're packed with protein. <laughs> and his fucking like stupid crazy lazy eyes <laughs> googling all around in his head <laughs> who doesn't love a hot dog what's that movie with Chris Elliott where he has like the hook hand what's that the the movie with Chris Elliott where he has the long hair and a hook for a hand oh it's uh not it's a uh, scary movie three I think uh, well, he looks like that. <laughs> he that he, absolute, looks like he absolutely looks like that. Just a little beefier. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, John Leguizamo uh, and his crew are driving around, and they see everyone hanging from trees. <laughs> everyone, yeah. Yeah. Now, I, th- I don't think... Does that seems scary? <laughs> <laughs> No, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, uh, and and Leguizamo is like, hey, you know what? I know it'll make this better if we start doing fucking math problems. And I don't think that this math problem is real. I don't think. This- Sean, Sean, I looked it up. Sean, I looked it up because I didn't believe him. And he, he, you know what? He's not right. So <laughs> fuck M. Night. What is it? He's like, he, he, says get, like one, he says like one billion, doesn't he? Did I mishear him? He said he gives an astronomical number, doesn't he? He, he says it's like over a million dollars. Oh, then he might be right. I thought he said a billion. But what is what's I think the like math five. problem? If you get one penny one day, if you if you double if you double it every day of the month, I thought he said a billion. I was like, there's no fucking way. But I think <laughs> when I looked it up, I think it said like five million. <laughs> Well, okay. So, I mean, he could have just said the actual number. <laughs> oh, man. It's fucking weird. And he starts doing math problems. And that's when he notices that there's a hole in the Jeep. Now, <clears throat> you might be thinking to yourself here. <laughs> uh, nothing in this movie that they they hide in is airtight. Right. As a matter of fact... <laughs> Later, Mark Wahlberg will be holed up in probably the most drafty room of all time. <laughs> That's correct. But <laughs> as I said, they're, they're just straight up walking outside in fields. Yeah. Like uh, the last half an hour of the movie. When when the botanist, so that the botanists and them take off, they, they go to travel some more. And they they pull up on a road where people have already killed themselves. And they get out of the fucking car. And I don't understand it. And, I, and here's another here's another little question. 
Are the plants making the wind go? <laughs> well, making the what? Were the plants making the wind blow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they might be, Sean. And, and they might be controlling the clouds, too, somehow. Joe. <laughs> that was the most insane thing. Of the, that's like how like my son thinks. Like if I asked my son where the wind comes, he'd pro- actually he, he probably wouldn't. He'd probably say that just the fucking sky because no one thinks <laughs> that plants control the wind. <laughs> wind, and yet we're to believe when the wind's blowing, that's the plants being like, "Time to get them." <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, you're you're right. That is how he wrote that. Well, uh, <laughs> Leguizamo finds a hole in the top. Then the jeep stops. And then it speeds up, crashing into a tree, kills everyone inside except John Leguizamo, who uh, it throws it throws that driver so violently out of that windshield. <laughs> I mean, like the the uh, uh, listen, Bird Box just did it better in my in my opinion. <laughs> like I know it's not to like just talk nicely about Bird Box, but I was about to say, you know, the idea of like these people like just killing themselves in these like far out suicides like it's it's gruesome and it's kind of fucking crazy to watch like it's pretty it's a crazy idea but like i think just the way bird box did it was just a lot made a lot more sense you would keep it just keep it more simple we're about to see a suicide that is the most absurd fucking thing i think i might have ever seen in a movie (laughs) and that's what i mean like like if the plants are controlling you to kill yourself, like you would just, I don't even know what you would do. You would just, just like crash. You would just like fucking burn yourself or something. Yeah. Or you would just sit there and starve to death. Cause you know, the plants are controlling you. So <laughs> whatever. I mean, are we almost at that scene with us? Yeah. Like, yeah. We are. We are. So, um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. So Leguizamo sits in the middle of the road and, uh, slits his wrists and, it's a fucking nightmare at this point. <laughs> this movie's a fucking nightmare. Um, Mark Wahlberg and the the botanists see people, and for some reason they're outside of the car, just being like, "Hey, man, why is everyone dead around us?" Mark Wahlberg can't wrap around his head that people are dying, even though he is watching everyone die, witnessing it. He's fucking witnessing <laughs> it. He's re- listening to news reports. He's everyone's telling him. He's telling other people what's going on, and yet sometimes. Every scene, somebody's like, oh, my God, they're dead. And Mark's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking ridiculous. It's it's honestly insane. It's fucking insane. Um, So we meet an army guy. He says the base has been afflicted. And we meet a bunch of other people that basically they're they're all coming from every different direction (laughs) on the road. So we know there's no escape. Which would mean that they're all should be afflicted very soon, um, but they're they're fine. And a woman calls her daughter. This scene was so fuck. This scene got me on a level. <laughs> I posted it on my Instagram because it was so ridiculous. This woman is talking to her daughter, and she's like, "Honey, honey, stay in your room." And by the way, she's like, "Go to the window near the tree." And Mark's like, "Don't have to go near the tree." <laughs> uh, and she's like, "Honey." It has it affected where pet pen whatever wherever they were where were they they were in um oh there's a college uh, named I did, after I, I didn't write it down fuck I forget but it doesn't matter uh she's like has any has has it hit there she's like oh god she Princeton? says she says everyone's dead and Mark Wahlberg goes what 
Everyone's dead. <laughs> Mark, first of all, A, she's locked up in her bedroom. So <laughs> even if you did believe what she was saying, you'd have to take it with a grain of salt. And B, of course everyone's fucking dead. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh, you know, then the botanist <laughs> figures out that uh, that it's definitely the plants. <laughs> Because they can communicate with each other, and I—they've all decided to kill us. <laughs> because they can do this what a with conclusion wasps. to draw. <laughs> they can do it with wasps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that's what they figured out. And Mark Wahlberg's like, "Oh God!" Um, a real estate agent pitches that they should go to Arendale, which I believe is from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. And he's like, "Because no one lives there." So that's their big plan. The groups go walking. But there's there's plants there. Correct. And Mark Wahlberg has already figured out that stay away from fucking plants. (laughs) Holy shit. The place that they go to is like like almost exclusively vegetation, too. It's the largest. Go the fuck back to New York City. Uh, yeah why wouldn't you because you you've started to realize that you could just lock yourself in a room and you'll be fine yeah or like downtown philly we've been to downtown philly for a con i didn't see a single fucking tree <laughs> even fine <laughs> it's so true it's so true well the two groups the groups are together we got a lot of survivors here they start walking and they all freeze and the plants start rustling <laughs> and the toxins get them and and everyone starts shooting themselves with a gun <laughs> with the with the army man's gun <laughs> off screen by the way off screen you just hear bullets you just hear you just bullets. hear pop 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 and somebody and somebody within the group which by the way they're standing there so they can see them someone's like i think they're all shooting themselves <laughs> yeah they are cuz a you you can see them and b there's gunshots just repeatedly firing also, I'm sorry if I'm sniffling into the microphone. Joe, Joe had me laughing so hard. I've been crying. So, like, I've got fucking boogers in my fucking nose. I gotta pull my nose. Oh, shit. I just knocked everything over. Holy shit. This is my favorite episode ever. <laughs> I was honestly oh, dreading about God. talking about it. Like, fucking happening. <laughs> uh, this is the best. Like, uh, like I spent like five minutes. I f- spent like five minutes before pressing play last night, being like, "How do I tell Sean I'm not going to do this show anymore? Because I do not <laughs> want to fucking come back and watch that." <laughs> well, we're going to do a fun episode next week, a really uh, interesting one, a different. We're doing something different next week. Oh, the, what we talked about yesterday? Yeah, I think we should definitely do it. I'm I'm down. I'm, all right. I'm all forward. All right, so we'll announce that at the end. Um, yeah, we should, we should we should probably finish this one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> already talking about the next one. Well, so um, let's see. I mean, we could we could really just you know skip ahead. So everyone's dying. Mark Wahlberg, uh, because you know because he's a fucking wait, science wait. teacher. This this is the this is the scene with the um, that suicide I was talking about, isn't it? Um, it's coming. Uh, it's coming up. Oh yeah, it's coming up in like two seconds. So Mark, but first Mark Wahlberg, while while the people are killing themselves, Mark Wahlberg's like, "Oh wait, I'm a science teacher," and then starts <laughs> applying the scientific method to this, and it's, it 
his conclusion is what he already knows. He's like, it's the plants. <laughs> it's honestly unbelievable. It's fucking bizarre. It's so fucking weird. Uh, and he's like, I right, wish M. Night like went the campy. I wish he went the campy road and like did like the Jaws scene on Mark's face when he when he fucking came to that conclusion. <laughs> that every literally everybody around him already knew and has already spoken about. Dude, the botanist explained it to and and he's <laughs> he's warning people not to go near trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um and then the plants start whirling around him, you know, the toxins. Um, and nothing happens. Nothing fucking happens. So they go to this model home and this is the suicide (laughs) after a million gags, a million gags of the fake, the fake shit in the house. It's, it's (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah. We, we, we look outside now and we see a man who lies down on the grass and proceeds to get slowly run over by an unmanned (laughs) fucking lawnmower. Okay, so he's using a commercial lawnmower, but there's no way that that would be able to run you over. I mean, I, he does something. Well, it, he, I think he might hit the gas, but I still don't think it would go over you. No, I used to do this for a living. First of all, they have like special like features to shut off. So, like, if you were to fall off something, you know, this doesn't happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, that's like they specifically make them so, like, if you were to be thrown off it, this would not happen. And this, and and it goes back to like the lion thing. There's so much effort into this particular suicide. Like, it would have to be on the most perfect track. Everything would have to go right. It, it is way too much effort for this guy to be putting into this. It's he ins- could have done it so much easier. <laughs> it's fucking insane. And I don't even, I'm not even sure that would kill him. I think it would just, like, mangle his face up. I was just about to say, I don't think it would kill you. I don't think it would kill you. <laughs> like, because your body's not, your body's not flat. So, like, the thing, with, the track would lift up. Like, no, no doubt it would hurt you. And, and maybe, maybe it would kill you, but... You still have a chance. There's, it's it's a not a great way to try and kill yourself. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. It's not foolproof. Um, the, it's weird because this movie makes you joke about suicide because it's so fucking ludicrous in this movie. <laughs> it's terrible. It's fucking insane. Um, <clears throat> well, they... Uh, they they need to decide whether they're they're going to take a break and stop at a house or just keep on going which by the way your life depends on it of course you keep fucking going <laughs> fucking kidding me Zoe Deschanel's like she's the whole little movie <laughs> what this is about to be my favorite scene in the whole fucking movie which one the pharmacist one or or the lady no no no, when when he proves that he's a normal person. Oh, oh, fuck. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, shit. I forgot that this is the same. All right. Well, so first, before that happens, though, Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel are standing there. And Mark's like, hey, well, because you admitted about Joey, one time I went to the pharmacy and there was a super cute pharmacist. And... I bought, a, I bought a bottle of cough syrup and I'm putting way, way more fucking emotion into this than he was. And he's like, and I bought a bottle of cough syrup and I didn't even have a cough. <laughs> and it cuts to Zoe Deschanel 
<laughs> like, okay, yeah, that's that's funny. Like that's or it's not funny, but it's supposed to be a joke. And and Zoe Deschanel's like dead dead serious. Zoe Deschanel's like, are you serious right now? <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg just shakes his head no. And she's <laughs> tear tearfully goes, Thank you. <laughs> With tears in her eyes, says thank you. <laughs> oh boy! Well, they find a house. That's fucking funny. They find a house, and this is I Joe's e- favorite. I didn't even have a cough. What a fucking ridiculous! <laughs> yeah, find- this is this is my, my favorite. Wait, when did they get those two kids back? The kids are with them when, when they were with. Yeah, when they were with the army, right? That's that's when they linked up. Yeah, when yeah when they met the army guy, that's when they got the kids. So, so they have two kids with them, two younger kids, and they, they go to this house, and they're knocking on the house, much like in, in, in Bird Box, where, you know, people are trying to get in, and they're like, well, how do we know you're normal, right? Yeah. So Mark Wahlberg is like, I'm normal, I'm fucking normal, and he starts singing Black Water by the Dewey Brothers into the door, <laughs> as if that's a sign of normalcy. He's like, see, I'm normal, I'm normal, and, and uh, Sean, uh, that is literally, like, my criteria of letting someone in my house. <laughs> Is it, are are you not singing the Dewey Brothers into my fucking door? That's the least normal thing anybody could have possibly done at that time. <laughs> and not only is I would, it bizarre, I've never let anyone in my house like that. Oh, not only is it bizarre, but it's like this sped up rendition where he's like, "Oh, black water, oh, black water, water, keep on." Going. <laughs> it's the least normal thing anybody's done in this entire movie. And even if you take away the song, the way Mark Wahlberg is talking honestly <laughs> sounds like somebody that's been possessed by fucking plants. Yes, <laughs> yes it does. He's like, what do you mean? I, I, don't I sound normal? Don't I sound no-? And it's like, no, Mark. You honestly sound like a fucking psychopath. You sound like you've been hit in the head with a fucking barrel of rocks. Like, I don't... <laughs> You sound fucked up, Mark. Nothing sounds right about it. And then you. one of the kids one of the kids starts kicking on the door and is like, let me the fuck in. Yeah. And that's way more normal. That that is a reaction. Like if somebody was doing that, I'd be like, okay, these guys, they're desperate. Yeah, they're if somebody yeah, yeah. singing singing the Doobie Brothers like that. I'm like, you're there's no way I'm letting you in my house. Yeah, that kid that kid that kid is a terrible actor, but he's the best actor in the movie. And he's like, he's like, open the door, bitch, and he's just kicking kicking the door. And Mark's like, hey, come on, man. Don't do not do that. <laughs> yeah, Mark's Ugh. like, guys, calm down. <laughs> no, Mark, shut the fuck up. Stop seeing the Doobie Brothers <laughs> and help us get this fucking door open. <laughs> well, well, they- well in, a shocking, in a shocking turn of events, uh, the guy from inside the house blasts both kids in the fucking face with a shotgun. <laughs> it's a pretty morbid scene. That's a pretty morbid scene. It's... <laughs> It's so uncalled for <laughs> in this fucking in this fucking movie. That's like the only two deaths that you see on screen. <laughs> two fucking kids. And not only like killing one kid would have been like wow, but yeah, they killed the two kids the same way and at different times. <laughs> He kills that first kid that's being an asshole, right? The kid that's kicking on the door. Yeah, yeah. It, Honestly, it, it is a little bit shocking. You're like, holy shit, like, I can't believe he killed that. And then Mark's, like, slow motion, like, running towards him, like, no. But then you see the gun barrel, like, change positions, come out another window, and just blast the other kid for no fucking reason. <laughs> and that kid was doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> 
doing nothing. And none of the adults got targeted at all. And afterwards, the guy's like, I told you to get out of here. And why wouldn't you just shoot Mark Wahlberg? Obviously. <laughs> he would be the first to go. Obviously, he's the lunatic running around with children. Like, singing Blackwater and uh, fucking traveling with children. Oh, uh, boy. Best scene of the movie. Well, they uh, they run away. Um, we see people from the rest of the world, though, and they're watching the news. So it's, it hasn't affected other areas of the country. It appears it's just the Northeast. Um, these are our heroes, if you want to call them that. They come across this older woman who uh, gives off a creepy vibe from the get-go. But Mark's like, oh, hey, you seem great. <laughs> and she invites them in for dinner. Um, and uh, she's displaying some weird... Uh, some weird traits for a nice old lady. Yeah, and it's it's as subtle as a fucking <laughs> nail on the head because she like pops out of the room and be like, Bleh! like every two fucking seconds. <laughs> every two seconds. Come on, M night. Every two seconds she's like, Ugh! and you're like, wow. <laughs> she fucking hits a girl reaching for cookies on a plate. She's like, don't touch things that don't belong to you. They're fucking cookies, like <laughs> laid out to be eaten. Are you fucking kidding me right now? And, and, then, and then Mark's like looking through a room and she's like, get out. And Mark, what do you mean? And, then, and, and she, she just ends it. She just walks away. <laughs> Wait, have you, have you heard the, uh, the what? No remix. <laughs> the what? The what? No. <laughs> the, the, the what? No Mark Wahlberg remix. No, I, I have not. Hang on. I'm going to play it for you. <laughs> so- so uh, a fan of the show, um, uh, she goes by Space Lace on uh, Instagram. She showed me this, and I was laughing so fucking hard. Some guy made a, a fucking remix. So <clears throat> the old lady um, in this movie, she, uh, she, she approaches Mark Wahlberg in his bedroom, and she's like, are you stealing my things? And Mark Wahlberg goes, what? No. (laughs) And this guy remixed it to a fucking techno song. Can you hear this? Yes. Plan on murdering me in my sleep. What? No. What? No. What? 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 No. What? 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 No. It's one of the best things. It's a two-minute song. Uh, look it up. It's called What No, The Happening Remix. <laughs> it just remixes the audio. What, what, what? No. And um, that's what happens basically the entire mo- the entire rest of the movie with this old woman. Uh, she just keeps saying shit. And he's like, what? No. <laughs> Everything she says. She's always popping out being like, why are you here? Ma'am, what? No. <laughs> oh boy and then they try to tell this woman um about what's happening out there and she's like i don't need to know about it <laughs> like that's the number one thing like get the fuck out of the house 
Well, they go to sleep. The next day, Mark wakes up. He can't find anyone, but he can hear um, their voices. He can hear um, the little girl and Zoe Deschanel's voices. <laughs> and he goes into a bedroom looking for him. And he's like, Mrs. Jones? And he walks into the room. And what he thinks is Mrs. Jones <laughs> is a, a two-foot doll laying in the bed. <laughs> And he is so close to the doll when he says Mrs. Jones that it's honestly fucking alarming that he thinks that that's a person. <laughs> He's like five feet away from it. Uh, but she is in the room and she's like, I knew you were going to steal my stuff. Leave now. Um, and then she just gets affected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The plants could target individuals. <laughs> Meaning everyone else should probably also be affected. Um, but they don't. So he goes inside, uh, to get everyone. Unfortunately for the viewer, they do not. Yeah. (laughs) We're still stuck with Mark and Zoe. The old lady goes outside and she starts like walking backwards and he's inside and she starts pounding her head on the walls. I don't know. Then she breaks the glass with her face, which again, (laughs) he would be affected. Dude, John Leguizamo had a, a inch, a, a, a slit the size of a quarter. <laughs> I, know. I know. And he was like, oh, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, goodbye, cruel world. <laughs> and this woman knocked out a pane of glass from a window. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, God. Well, he ends up hiding uh, and he can keep hearing. He keeps hearing Zoe and uh, the girl. I uh, can't find him. And then he realizes, bum, bum, bum. They're in the spring house. Which has a tube, that, yeah, a talking tube, a talking tube <laughs> that runs to uh, this like shitty room in the the main house, um, and uh, he's like, close all the windows and doors. These doors and windows are just rotted out. The house is the spring house is a shed at best. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the toxins would just be seeping in nonstop. But they're fine. Um, and then Mark Mark expresses his love to her, and he's pretty much like, "Well, I'm just gonna let let, let this take me, right?" But which is, ins- yeah, yeah, sure. But like the love scene is like they were never not in love. I I know that was where I was going with that. They were never separated. They were never like rekindling the romance. It was never there completely- together. They she- they've been together this entire movie. They've shared every scene together. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's like, he's like, you know what? It's worth it to come out to you. And then for some reason, Zoe's like, you know what? Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it to me and this other little girl's life <laughs> for us to walk out also. Um, which and is, they all go and they hug in the middle of the fucking grass. With the wind swirling around them. Yes. But they're fine. <laughs> They are fine. <laughs> and, then, and then Mark the cr- is like, oh, the event must have ended. <laughs> Imagine saying that. Declaring declaring that emergency has ended. Like, that's such like, OK, you're right. So M. Night claiming that this is like a comedy is a fucking obscene because that <laughs> that line alone is like that. That's just bad writing being like, oh, we have to explain why they haven't been affected. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just have them say it's over. <laughs> yeah. 
Which again, the, the again, no, he didn't have to say that. You could have just had them all hugging and then cut to the next scene of them like back in the city. Right. And the the viewer is smart enough to be like, oh. The event must have ended. You don't need the fucking idiot to be like, huh, I guess the event ended. Because that's not what anybody would say at that point in time. <laughs> we cut to three months later and John Leguizamo's daughter is living with them. With these two fucking idiots. Uh, and there's like a million people in New York City, which is insane. Because it fucking killed everybody. Um, and this is only three months after everyone in the Northeast committed suicide. So... That's fun. Yes. Um, on the news, they're discussing the events. And they're like, dude, I think they were setting this up for a fucking sequel, too, by the way. Because um, they're like, this is a prelude. This is a warning. <sighs> and then uh, Zoe takes a pregnancy test. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, She's pregnant, which she's I, pregnant. <laughs> I don't know if that's supposed to make us feel anything. Because <laughs> all I could think of is that they're just so... They're not ready to be parents, these two fucking... <laughs> no, and they're already, they already adopted one. Like, what the fuck? Uh, well, they're pregnant, they're happy, and we cut to a park in France. <laughs> <laughs> With a bunch of fucking clouds and wind rustling. Uh, and the happening is happening in Paris. <laughs> and it's the exact same scene from the beginning of the movie uh, again. Literally exact to a T. <laughs> Yes, yes it is. They might have used the same uh, sound of the woman screaming to uh, t- to do it. Yeah, that was a treat. That's was- the happening, man. I, listen, I'm glad I rewatched it so I would stop defending it. Like, I'm a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> I'm glad you did, too. And uh, it was super fun to talk about, I'm not going to lie. So. Uh, dude, that was, that was like the fucking best thing because it's just so fucking bad. Fucking trees. Guys, trees, all the trees in New York City unionized and uh, uh, <laughs> decided to kill some of them. I'm telling, I'm telling you, dude, I, I really did expect that after all the bullshit that we've watched for this show, that I would think, you know, this is light years above it, rewatching it now. Because back then, you know, I, I wasn't as fucking beaten to death with bullshit as I yeah. am now. Yeah. But this, this, still ranks, this still ranks among them. This is this is a a top tier pile of shit. Like, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it is. It's unbelievable. Uh, forty eight million dollars it took to make this fucking movie, and they made plenty of it back. They made it one hundred and sixty three on it. But I mean, this was the movie I think that really. I, I mean, I don't. Let's look at M Night's filmography just real quick before we end this, because I'm just curious the sequence of these movies. I because I'm terrible at dates and shit. Um. So it was Unbreakable, which was great. Well, The Sixth Sense. Sense, Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, which is great. Um, Signs, which I do like. Oh, and then the Signs are all right. So, uh, Signs would be the last one I give them. Then you have then you have the Village, Lady in Water, The Happening, and the Last Airbender, which is fucking crazy. Also, it was weird because the Last Airbender is um avatar and the girl the little girl has has an avatar backpack in the happening which i thought was weird oh well no it's not because it came two years later so he probably already knew he was doing yeah no i mean i mean he clearly already signed on to it yeah yeah yeah. wow he has a bunch of other movies huh after earth that's that will smith jaden smith movie oh no (laughs) 
Yeah, it's it's it's, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. Yeah, I never saw Lady in the Water, but I. I mean, I think I think the happening was the last straw for everyone with him. For moviegoers, yeah, no doubt. Because signs, you know, I think people were divided. The village was pretty much bullshit. I think that was like the... But like, you know, it was like his first miss. Yeah, it was a blunder. In the village, I I do remember... (laughs) I remember this distinctly because Paul kept getting banned from like IMDb and would have to make more new accounts <laughs> back in 2004 because he would argue with people about how much the village sucked. Um, but there were people that would defend it. And it was like his first like real misstep. But then came the lady in water. And I remember people being like, oh man, this guy's a hack. Like the early I, I just don't think enough people saw lady in the water, but I think everyone saw the uh, happening and was like, oh, this is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> no, so, so I mean, just based on my own experience, like, I know a lot of people that went and saw Lady in Water that were kind of on... So, like I said, like, The Village, I I know people that were like, Village is good. And I know people that were like, Village sucked. But then Lady in Water came out, and I know they were like, let's see if he bounces back from The Village. Let's see if it's like Sixth Sense. And it was terrible. Because I remember being at parties and people being like, that movie fucking sucked. So then I think... People were like, I think this guy might be a hack. And then he released The Happening, and people were like, this guy is most definitely a fucking hack. Dude, Lady in the Water only made $72 million on a $70 million budget. Woof. And it also yeah. had pig vomit in it. <laughs> can, can you imagine being Paul Giamatta and people still referring to you as pig vomit? <laughs> like, fucking idiot Stern fans, which, by the way, I am, so I'm not, like, bashing them, but, like... There's some fucking moronic Stern fans. I'm just running up to him on the streets being like, pig vomit. <laughs> You're out with your fucking family. Although, Paul, Paul seems like the kind of guy that, that like embraces that. Yeah, I guess that's true. He probably would, he'd probably be all right. With I don't think he'd be like, hey, I was in fucking Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> Dude, Paul's been... Paul, have you ever seen some of Paul's campier movies? Um, There's a no, movie... I think, dude, we should do it for the show, even though it's not horror-related at all. I think it was called Shoot 'Em Up. Paul Giamatti is, plays the bad guy, and he gives the most outrageously hand-up performance I think I've ever seen to this day. Here it is, Shoot 'Em Up. Oh, my God. Dude, I remember the trailer for this, and I always thought it was so weird because there's a bunch of, like, there's a bunch of, like, um, action actors in it, and Paul Giamatti... <laughs> And Paul Giamatti is the main bad guy. <laughs> and it, it, if I recall correctly, again, like you were saying with The Happening, this is my, like, degenerate time when I watched it, but I remember having a stomachache from, like, laughing so hard. <laughs> Not because it was funny, but because Paul Giamatti would, like, fire automatic weapons and then, like, look at the screen and, like, <laughs> deliver the most ridiculous one-liner I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking funny. Um... <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you all for watching. Joe, glad to have you back. Uh, Joe's got a music podcast now. Joe, why don't you plug that music podcast? It's called uh, The B-Side. Right now it's on YouTube and SoundCloud, but uh, soon to be on other platforms. Nice. And um, that's fantastic. That's you're getting from me. And uh, we're on Facebook.com slash I Hate Horror, I Hate Horror.com, and Instagram at I Hate Horror. Joe, you can be found at 
um, was it Instagram? Bugnish 1985. Bugnish 1985. Next week, we are um, stepping away from horror for a minute to <laughs> to talk about. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this. So we're gonna just do whatever we want now for, for movies. <laughs> So, fucking deal with it. But we are going to be doing uh, Lords of Chaos. It's fucking brand yes. new. And it is... At least th- yesterday. The story of uh, uh, black metal in <laughs> Norway. Norway? Yes. Norway, yes. In Norway. Um, so, it's the, the tale rise of, of mayhem. Euronymous. Dark throne. Euronymous and Varg. All of our best friends will be there. All of our, all of our least favorite racist pieces of shit friends will be there, and um, it'll be a blast to talk about. I'm very excited, and uh, it'll be like a little bit, little bit of Joe's music podcast mixed with the horror show. So, um, yeah, there's definitely there'll definitely be some horror elements in this because these guys are fucking nightmares. I mean, truly, truly. I mean, there's good. There's if there's not gore in this, then Varg is right. It's a terrible movie, (laughs) but. From from my understanding, Varg's most upset that they portrayed Euronymous uh, as being a guy that cut his own hair. And he's like, that's just not the truth. That's just not the truth. <laughs> I don't know why he's upset about that, but he's really fucking irritated at the fact that they had Euronymous cut his own hair in the movie. <laughs> he's like, he never did that once. <laughs> Dude, I want more people. This is the only time I'll ever give any credit to Varg because he's a piece of shit and I hope he dies. But uh, I wish more people that were involved with the subjects of biopics would come out and take umbrage with things like that. Like, he never pumped his gas once. This movie is bullshit. (laughs) It's so funny. Like, and Varg has been on a tirade about how bad this movie is. He hates it. He wanted to, like, boycott it. And then it turns out the reason is because Varg cuts his own hair in one scene in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> or not, but yeah, yeah, Euronymous cuts his own hair. He's like, he never fucking did that. <laughs> uh, well, all right, I'm excited. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we'll see you next week with Lords of Chaos. For Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios.